we're going to talk about prayer. And some of the things we may leave out not realizing it. And one of the things that we do when we pray is, you know, we come to God and we, we tell him our wants and our wishes and the way we would like things to go. How many people get up every morning and say, okay, God, what do you want me to do today? What is your will for me today? We don't. We've already got plans. We've already made plans way in far in advance. And then we get upset when God throws a monkey wrench in there and says, okay, you're not going to do this today. You're going to have a flat tire. You ain't going to where you're going to go because there's something else I want you to do. Sometimes we get upset because our plans are not always the way they should be. You know, it talks about in James, James 4, if you want to turn with me to James 4, it talks about boasting about tomorrow. James 4, verse 13. Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow you will go to this city or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you don't, know, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are just a mist, mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. You know, when we pray to God, you think about, if we really trust God, if we really believe that God has our back, He is an all-knowing God, that He has a perfect plan for us, then why do we leave Him out of the most important thing when we pray? When we pray, do we give God our version of what we want? And then do we say, but your will not mine. We leave out that most important trust factor that God is in control. And yeah, what do we do when things don't go our way? Do we just give up on God? No, God's one of the best things that ever happened to us. His, he has a perfect plan. Do we believe that? If we do, then why do we leave it out of the most important thing when we pray? That his will be done, not ours. Are we afraid that maybe our will isn't in line with his? We're going to look at some scripture today on, on people who prayed and said, finally, you know, not my will, but your will. You think about that. When we pray, do we really trust God to have our best interests? We should. But yet we leave out that main thing, that main characteristic that if we really trust God, then we need to just leave it in his hands. 
So turn to me with to First John. Verse 13, starting with verse 13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, who that you may know that you may have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. The emphasis here is on according to his will. Now God tells us to come to him with all our desires, our wants, and that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be able to go to God with confidence that he hears us. But there's a big if in there that if is our will the same as his? Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But how do we pray in confidence? We pray that God will hear us and God will make the best choice for us. Do we really believe that? It's been heavy on my heart these last few months. That's why the Lord has wanted me to speak on this, that a lot of times we pray and we get upset with God because he doesn't answer our prayers the way we'd like. A loved one isn't healed. Our marriage isn't, isn't back to normal. Our job situation isn't right. What do we do in that situation? Do we give up on God? Of course not. How many times do we pray for an answer to God? God, show us an answer to this problem we have. And God gives us the answer. And the first thing we do is we don't like that answer. So we pray some more and hope that God will change his, change his mind. How many times do we do that? Because it's not the way that we'd like it to be. We do that a lot without even realizing it. You know, we think of the model prayer, the Lord's Prayer of our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Not ours. You know, sometimes we forget that we're not in control. God is. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't bring our desires in the way that we would like things to happen, but we shouldn't leave it out of our prayer. How many times do we pray leaving God out of it and just almost demanding, God, this is what I would like you to do? And it says in the Bible, ask and you shall receive. That's not a free thing that just says anything you want you're going to get. It's like a parent. When a parent says no to a child, it's usually because it's in the child's best interest to say no. And sometimes a child doesn't understand why. Why can't I have that fifth piece of candy? Why can't I have that third cookie? It's because it's not good for them. 
And sometimes God knows what's best for us. And sometimes he tells us no. And we don't like that. How do we handle that? You know, there's sometimes God has to say no because it's in our best interest. He sees the whole picture. Do we have the confidence to know that God's in control? You know, Jesus himself in Matthew 26 prays three times, three times for the cup to pass. So we turn to Matthew 26. Matthew 26, starting with verse 36. We're going to do a little bit more to get the whole picture here. Then Jesus went to his disciples in a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. And he began to be a sorrowful to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will but as you will. Then he returned to the disciples and found them sleeping. Could you men not keep watch for me for one hour? He asked, he asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The, the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then he went away the second time and prayed. My father if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he went back, again he found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away one more time and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Even Jesus himself Ask prayer. And he asked, not my will, but your will be done, Lord. Now Luke has a different version. If we turn to Luke 22, verse 39, it says, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives. And his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them. He knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but your will be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. 
And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. His sweat was like drops of blood falling on the ground. Now, I don't know about you, but I have never prayed so earnestly that my sweat turned to blood falling to the ground. He really wanted this cup to pass him. But it wasn't in God's will. Sometimes what we pray for isn't in God's will. How do we handle that? How do we handle God's will not being ours? It's rough sometimes. When we pray for a loved one and they're not healed. We pray for finances, a different job, a better job. And things don't go the way that we ask. And it says in the Bible that we sh- all we have to do is ask and believe. Does that mean that we don't believe enough? No. Our prayers are, have to do with God's will, God's timing. Doesn't mean he doesn't hear us, but it may not be the right time. It's like I said before about a parent with a child saying no. God's our parent. Sometimes he says no for a good reason. Why some people suffer more than others, I can't tell you. There's some people that can go through life and not have any problems at all, and some people, it seems like every time you turn around, tragedy is hitting their family. Is it because they don't believe enough? No. You think of the disciples. All the time that they went out and they preached God's word, did they have a fun and joyful life? No, most of them died as martyrs. Did they give up on Christ? No. So when our prayers aren't answered the way that we would like them, don't give up on God. I've been there when God doesn't answer prayer the way that I would like to have it happen. But you know, God's grace is very sufficient. And you know, we prayed for my first wife that the the leukemia would be taken away. She went through six months of, of chemo and radiation. She had the bone marrow transplant. And for eight months, she was cancer-free. God had answered our prayers. And then one day, the cancer was back. What do we do? Do we give up on God? I thank God that he gave me enough strength and grace to get through with being okay with it. Sometimes we need to be okay with God's will, even though it's not ours. It's not easy. It's not something we all want to do. We'd rather not go through that. But we don't give up on God. How many times do we, things don't go our way, and we get upset with God. 
said, God, didn't you hear what I prayed? How come? Jeannie was cured. It was so easy to just keep her that way. She had no more cancer. She had been cancer-free for eight months. Why? Only God knows. You know, there are times that I prayed, why not me, why her? We ask these questions. We don't know the answer. The only thing that I know is like Travis said in the past few things, God's got this. God's got you. If you believe that God has a perfect plan and that he loves and cares for you, he's, there's no better place to have your loved ones, your dreams, your happiness in the palm of God's hand. There's no safer place for any of our loved ones, our dreams, our hopes, everything. There's no better place than in God's hands. But do we believe that? If we truly believe that, then we'd be all right with God's will. It's not always easy. So next time when we pray, think about it. Think about yeah, we had this conversation with God. This is what we'd like to happen. But God, I really believe that you're in control. And I really believe that you can do what's best for me and what's best for the person or the situation that I'm praying for. Some people get offended when they say, well, just leave in God's hands. There's no better place to leave a situation than in God's hands. There's no better place. But we need to pray that God gives us the grace to accept his will. Because sometimes we forget that. When we pray, don't leave out the most important part. That is God's will. No not ours. So next time when you pray, think about saying and adding what you truly believe. If you truly believe that God's in control, then say it. Say, but not my will, but your will be done. It tells us, like I said before, tell him our wants and our wishes. Tell him what we'd like to do. And it's not wrong to question him. Talk to him. Tell him how you feel. The Bible says go to confidence with God to do that. But remember, Jesus himself had to say, not my will, but your will be done. How much more should we have to do that? You think about that. How many times have we take for granted that 
It may not be our will. And it's something that we have to deal with. It's not always a joy. God never promised us a perfect life. But he did promise us that he would be there with us to help us through it. No matter what the situation. You think of Paul when he kept asking the Lord to take the thorn away from his side. We don't know what that ailment was. But what was God's answer? My grace is sufficient. You think of Job, which Travis has been talking about. Everything that happened to him, he lost everything. But yet he trusted God. He did not curse God. He didn't understand why all these things were happening, but he asked God for an answer. And God really never gave him an answer. He just said, I am sufficient. I am the author and finisher of your faith. And in reality, Job at the end, he doesn't, he lets it go because he says, who am I to question God's will? Who am I? He's the author and finisher of my faith. The plans, the future, everything he holds is in his hands. Who am I to even question him? But God says that's okay to question him. But we may not understand why. But as Eric has preached from the pulpit that we are a church that makes much of Jesus. Do we do that in our prayers? Do we actually believe what we preach? Sometimes it isn't easy. Sometimes it's just unbearable. But you've got to remember God's there with you to hold your hand through each and every situation. And his grace is sufficient. I'm here to say, I've been there, done that, and his grace is sufficient. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, just let us think about your will next time we pray. Lord, we thank you for the many blessings that you have given us. And Lord, we thank you for your will, your perfect plan, even though sometimes it doesn't line up with ours. We thank you for it because we know that your will is perfect and just. We don't see the whole picture. Lord, give us the grace to understand it, even though sometimes we can't. In Jesus' name. Let us stand for our last song.